Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. Woof, we made it. This season is over. It's done, though. It's almost time for paradise. But first, we have to talk about the finale. I am stunned, simply floored, that Becca let Blake give her that long speech, even if he didn't quite propose. That was a, that was a lot of emotion, and that sucks for him. I feel so bad for him. I want to get into it. I want to get into everything that happened in the Maldives, and that's an important note. I, spoiler alert, am recording this before the actual airing of the final episode. Therefore, we will not be discussing after the final rose, nor any of Becca and Garrett and Blake's reactions from in the studio. We will get to that on Thursday on the B-side. And as such, we'll just be focusing on what we saw, what was pre-recorded back in May when they had the finale. And to do so, I'm bringing on a host of my favorite losers in the history of this franchise, Bachelor and Bachelorette. We got Rachel, because I want to talk about proposal etiquette and what it's like to be up there when you are the Bachelorette. I want to talk about what it's like to be dumped in the fashion that Blake was. And so Nick Vial is coming on. And first, we got Ben Higgins. We're going to call him up to talk about what it's like to meet the family, how much pressure there is when you know that you're out, and so much more. So without any further ado, let's talk to Ben. Ben, hello. Oh, hello, hello. I can't believe you aren't on this entire season. I waited until the last possible episode to get to rope you into this. Oh, you didn't see me? No. I was I was in the background uh, in the Maldives, just laying on the beach, sunbathing, <laughs> just um, hanging out. It kind of yeah, looked like your finale. Why, why did you wait? Why did you think I'd be there? I'm just joking. I'm just, I'm just saying. I can't believe you didn't. I you've been on this podcast previously earlier in the season. Oh, I thought you meant like actually on the show. No, no, no. I was like, that's a pretty a pretty aggressive statement there. No, no I'm just joking. Um, ben, I have so many questions about how finales work, which is why I wanted to talk to mm-hmm. you. It seemed like the perfect time. And so I was really moved in this episode by how happy Becca was to have her family there. I thought that was very sweet yeah. and pretty telling. How much in that point of the show, you're like in your week, you're like in like week, you know, 10 of filming this beast. How much does your family's um, feedback uh, affect the decision you make? It's, uh, that's so hard to think. So I remember when I I was with my family, um, I, I, I didn't want to sway them either way. Right. I didn't want to, I knew at that time that I had strong feelings for both, but I knew I was leaning towards Lauren and I, but I wanted to get their honest opinion, but the more and more I talked to them, the less and less I I believed that they actually knew these women at all, which makes sense because they had met them for two hours for one day. Um, and so then I kind of discounted their advice just, and I think and my parents were very hesitant to give me advice because I think they understood they really didn't know these women. They hadn't been yeah. around for it. Um, here's what really matters. And it, and it starts to really affect you at the end it, in my case. And in Becca's case, you knew you love somebody, you were going to get engaged to them. You knew that engagement was actually real. Like you knew you actually wanted to get engaged to this person. You know, you wanted to pursue marriage with this person. Uh, and my parents had really like never met Lauren and I started to feel very guilty about that. Um, and so I couldn't wait to kind of get them in touch with Lauren to have her, uh, be able to meet them. That was the main thing on my mind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So do you think that Becca was affected by what her parents' feedback was? Cause I think she may have been, it's, it seemed like she was so torn and she was so happy that like her sister was actually there that she may have leaned on them maybe more, more than she would have otherwise. Yeah, I do. I think it affects her. I mean, it, it gets in your head no matter what. You ha- you literally have had zero ability to have any confidant or any type of reassurance from friends or family for 10 weeks. 
And at the very end, you're getting your first like words of advice from an unadulterated source, your family who loves you, is obviously biased and wants what's best for you. It affects you. No matter if you think they're right or not, it affects you greatly. Yeah. Do you think it matters if you go first or second? Because I feel like Blake was super disadvantaged going after Garrett. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think that's like the human human makeup, right? That's one of the one of the secret parts of the show that I figured out after doing it mm-hmm. is, you know, for as much as it's not scripted and for as much uh, as you're not told what to do, there's definitely that environment that can definitely be cultivated to be kind of what, well, you know, it def- the environment definitely affects you, I should say. And so going second, you know, definitely hurts. Or, you know, if you're on the, on the first one-on-one, like you're going to make the first impression, which sticks with you longer uh, than maybe like the third one-on-one that you kind of like bypass and forget. Um, but for being second in this case, definitely plays into it because hopefully at this point, both people are good people and they're likable people and they're charismatic people. So they're going to make good impressions. And it's typically in life, the second per like the second person that sticks with you. Yeah. Blake seemed way more nervous in my opinion. <laughs> like he was, I think he really, he was talking really fast. He really loves her. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I felt so like that poor guy really loves her. Like, I think he like really loves her to the point of like, I don't know to this day, like if he's over it or not. Um, but like he really, really cared about her. And I think this whole thing got way too much from way too fast. Yeah. It also seems like th- their connection was probably even stronger than we realized because she talked about that quite a bit. She was like, you know, I, we were so solid. So I was ignoring everyone else. And it's almost like he it's like they that came on too too much too soon, as they say. And I, I think it seemed like he just was totally he wasn't completely blindsided because he had that moment where he's like, I think she's going to pick Garrett. But it seemed like it must have hit him really hard when that kind of like that sort of creeping doubt set in. How do you know when when you're out? Like, did you have a sense with Caitlin that you, she wasn't going to pick you? <laughs> yeah, I had a couple signs. Um, <laughs> one was when she <laughs> one was when she snuck into our room and <laughs> hung out with Sean, and I wasn't like actually ever like in the conversation. So that was one sign. That the was the time you took the shower. Yeah, I, I recall that was yeah the time inf- I, you, infamous I episode. You that story. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, like, that was a sign that I probably wasn't the front runner. Um, <laughs> the other one uh, was when, like, at the very end for three days, no, like, I wasn't on camera. Literally for three days, I was in a hotel room just hanging out with a producer, and I was still on the show. I was like, I'm obviously like not that important. Like, I'm not involved in the storyline at all. Whatever's happening behind the scenes, like they're having a hard time convincing me that I actually still matter in this whole thing. Right. Um, so it wasn't as tough yeah, for you last, as it was for Blake then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I had, I'd seen the writing on the wall at, at this point. I knew that I was just there to be Caitlin's best friend until the very end. And if she needed a good release <laughs> to get away from the craziness that was, uh, everybody else, then I was good for it. Oh, that's really, that's like what we expect from you. You're just a good guy. Always there to be someone's friend. I, I'm impressed. <laughs> What's, Thanks, what's it like going on the fi- the final one-on-ones after your family's met them? Like, because I think that she was like you was pretty torn for both of those. Although, you know, maybe she had kind of realized it was Garrett, but what's it like going on those final dates knowing it's like your, your last time before you make the decision? Yeah. So, I mean, for Caitlin's season, I actually, my family never, I never met Caitlin's family right. and my family never met Caitlin. And so I was alone in that for my time on the bachelor. Um, if you watch it back, which I don't recommend you do that. I don't know why you would go back and watch another season of the bachelor, but 
if you wanted to, what you'd see is my parents didn't really give me any advice. Um, I remember I was super torn. I was really, really broken. I didn't want to hurt anybody. And at the same time, I knew I loved Lauren, but I was also having these really strong feelings for Jojo that I couldn't quite like decipher. And my parents' advice was like, yeah, this is really hard. Like they're both really great. Like this sucks. Um, but they were both like, it's really awesome that you've actually found two women that you really care about. Yeah. So, um, I, I don't want to say it makes my parents sound like my parents are very supportive and, and typically in life, uh, very engaged and aware of, of what's happening. But I also kind of want to just like, they, they didn't really sway me in any way and they really didn't help me at all. <laughs> uh, and they didn't really share their opinion. So they just kind of left me out on an Island to say, yeah, Ben, you got yourself into this. This is really hard. What did you expect? Go figure it out. Were you surprised that Becca let Blake give the speech? I'm going to talk about this a lot more, but just kind of curious, like having been in, having been the Bachelor and, you know, being so deep in Bachelor Nation, are you surprised that he went through with it? No. I have a couple theories. Okay, let's hear uh, them. I have a lot of theories. Um, so the at the very end, you don't really know how to handle this. Uh, and there, and there's obviously a lot of preparation from both, uh, the production team and also, you know, yourself on, okay, I'm about to get engaged, but before I do that, I have to break up with somebody. How exactly does this process work and how does it work best? And those those are questions I asked. And when you ask those questions, typically, uh, the show is there to help you because they don't want to make you look like an idiot, especially on your last day. Um, if you're willing to kind of ask the questions, they're willing to answer it. So I remember asking the question and. And the truth is, somebody's going to get really hurt, like mm-hmm. really hurt, no matter what. If you let him talk or not, he's going to be hurt by this. And so then at least you've let him open up. You've let America hear his heart. You've let him share his heart. And so America feels bad for him. Like they hurt with him. They hurt for him. And, and they then possibly want to see him healed. Yeah, right? the bachelor. So they kind of become more on his side by him, by her allowing him to open up. Yes. She takes that she falls on the sword. Yes, she takes the hit for it. She looks like the jerk for it. Um, but if you kind of look behind the scenes, she's actually doing something really, really beneficial to Blake because she's done with Blake at that point. Like she's moving on. They're broken up. And the best thing she can do for him is make him look as great as possible until the last second she says goodbye. And by him sharing all that makes her look like a jerk. It makes him look heartbroken and Hey, America loves a good success story, a, a good redemption story, and who knows? Maybe we'll see it. Oh my God, Ben! Did you get paid to say that by ABC or Warner Brothers? That's such a kind was view. That, was that good? <laughs> yes, was that good? it is good. But I just don't. Agree. <laughs> I just don't agree because I. First of all, I don't think Blake should be the Bachelor because I think he'll be boring. But <laughs> but okay. I don't. Well, that's, we're gonna talk about that for a second right after this question. But leave time to talk about who the next Bachelor is with me, then, because we got to get into it. But I disagree with you. I think, I think it's a. But I want to hear why you think Becca shouldn't let him talk. I just think it puts him in this position to have his like. Have, he already had doubt, you know. And I, if I were Blake, I would just for the moment that I it starts creeping in, I'd want it to either be categorically denied or confirmed. And so I would want her to do me the courtesy of being like, actually, you know, you're right. It's not you. I am going to pick Garrett. 
I don't want to put you through like the embarrassment and like the sweltering heat of wearing that suit on top of some kind of dais and then having me cut you off. Like that's, that sucks. And even if it does like set him up to be the bachelor, there's no guarantees on that. And he'll have, that's like recorded on television for the rest of his life. I know he signed up for it. I know he knew that was a possibility, but if you really truly care about someone, like how do you put them through that? Particularly since she just went through something so heartbreaking. And I guess she came out for the better on the other side for the better of it, but I don't know. I just think that's pretty harsh. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's harsh either way. I think it's a lose-lose for both parties. And if he gets up there and gets heartbroken, I mean, we don't we've it, he's easily forgettable if we don't have that moment. Yeah. And that's not saying like Blake's easily forgettable. Like any like second or any any runner up on the show is easily forgettable if we don't have the moment to hear their heart. It's true. Um, That's true. You know, I, what I wish here's, here's how you fix all of this. I think is if like it matters, their response. And so this, this is his last moment of closure. It matters Becca's response to this situation. And if she, if she wants to give him any type of, um, encouragement or discouragement or explanation, that's her time to do it. And I don't think she does that well, unless she hears him out first. Right. I guess that's true. But, I, yes, I don't hot. know. That looks brutal. It looks like <laughs> it looks like what I would imagine hell to be like if you stuck me on an island and hell was an island. Yeah, in a beautiful place. I just think if I were in his shoes, I'd be like, "You say you care about me, but you still made me live, like go through this, and that's like really sucks." So that's just my just my yeah. take. Why do you think he should be the bachelor? Make the case. Um, I think he's authentic. I think he's genuine. I think he's obviously like a good looking dude. Um, I think he falls hard. I think his season would be one where we just see him so tormented by all the emotions and feelings that rush in when you have 26 amazing women uh, chasing after you at the same time. Uh, I think we'd see him, you know, cry a lot, fall short a lot, but also succeed in the end. I I really think this seems like the format for him to find somebody, uh, mostly because it's such a, uh, an intentional time to date. And without it, I have a feeling that he would still kind of be confused in his own head on what he has been doing wrong. Interesting. Um, I also think this is a great candidate. I think Colton, uh, I think Colton obviously was, you know, kind of had it going for him until I, you know, we'll see what happens in paradise, but it sounds like after the, the men tell all paradise didn't go exactly the way that <laughs> he had dreamed of it too. Yeah, it does. It does seem that way. It's It's interesting how you like, I guess, you know, you've been in it too, so you know, but like if for a certain type of person, it's like a clarifying experience, which I think is kind of what you're saying about Blake dating with intention. Honestly, this is crazy. This is a super big dilemma, Juliet, with me. You and I can talk about this offline. I think The Bachelorette, or The Bachelor, I guess, is maybe the best way for somebody like me to date in the sense of it's intentional, it's focused, it forces you to take a step out of life and like their everyday routine to really like, pursue what you know you want um for people like that that kind of have that makeup and need like a reason to focus on something um and commit to something like it's pretty good and i know for me it was really good that's interesting that's like an interesting note i haven't really thought about it that way like kind of like with intention but i think on the other hand like it would be one thing I, i think like winter games is like in some ways more successful and paradise is in some ways more successful because the expectation of like, this is it, like you're done, I'm picking my mate, like we're going to get married, isn't really there. Like no one, like it's just, it's a different kind of experience where it's a lot more about like trying people out and like seeing if there's a connection and less about like, okay, we're getting married in in six months now that we're engaged, you know? Yeah, no, you're right. You're right, yeah. (laughs) But 
I, I've said this too. Like I, I came and we talked about it last year, I remember, but it's, you know, choosing a good bachelorette or bachelor isn't necessarily like if they're likable or not, or if they're cool or not, or popular, or if they're, you know, what good looking even it's about how they react to really difficult situations. Yeah. Uh, and if they do it with genuineness and authenticity. And I think Blake, like, is so much of a, of a romantic and so much of a, a love struck puppy right now that he has to be genuine and authentic. I don't know if he knows how not to be right now. You just identify with Blake. That's what I'm getting here. <laughs> I do. I get it. I get what it feels like to be hurt. And I get what it feels like to think that you've had that one. And then all of a sudden it slips out before you know it and you can see it coming and you just don't want to admit it. And once it actually comes, reality hits and you don't know where to turn. I get him. Damn, we got to set you up with Blake. Maybe, maybe you got to get him on your uh, podcast or something. Um, Ben, I'm sure we could try to do that. I'm sure, (laughs) I'm sure you can too. Uh, Ben, I know you have to run, so thank you for making time. Great to talk to you as always, and hopefully talk to you soon. I hope to talk to you soon. Yeah, give me a shout. See you sometime, and you uh, just keep doing you. Just kill it. (laughs) I I love talking to you. This is is always one of my most favorite things to do. Is just talk to you about the Bachelor and life. I like Um, it too. But I hope sometime we could talk life a little more soon. Yeah, there's you know, look me up when you're here. Bye, Ben. <laughs> have a good. have a great Thank afternoon. You. <laughs> <laughs> you too. See you, Juliet. I may or may not just ask Ben to look me up when he comes to LA next. Who knows how that will go? In the meantime, let's talk to another biggest loser and a good friend of the podcast and of mine. Mr. Nick Bial. Hi, Nick. Hi. Welcome back. Thanks for having me. You're so tan. I'm yeah. Did you just get back from the Maldives? I went to Chicago. Oh, cool. And I uh, hung, hung out with some friends, laid by the pool. I also moved to Venice. Nice. So that has helped my tan. I wake up every morning at like 7.30. Uh-huh. I box outside. Ooh. Then I lift uh, weights outside, and I just get a little, like 30 minutes of sun. I think I've seen the boxing on your Instagram. One time. Yes. I don't know. I'm... Just testing it out. What was the response like? For the boxing? Yeah. I didn't. Come on, you read, you read all your messages. No. Yes. All? How many do you get a day? Messages or DMs via like responses to Instagram? Responses story. to the stories. Uh, it just depends. I mean, if the shirt's off, it tends to increase a little bit. Um, <laughs> ow, ow. Cool. Not, not always positive, but um, no, yeah, I don't know. It seemed, why well, it was, I was, you know, just content. Okay. Just trying to get people different workout options, you know. Sure. I'm really, hashtag boxing's really in right now. Hashtag, hashtag mix it up. You know, I honestly, I really love it. I really boxing? do. Boxing, yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know how to box. It's it's a great workout. I spent like a hundred bucks on that heavy bag, and I'm just, <laughs> I do it every morning. It's great. I get a little sun, and apparently it works. Am I too tan? No, it looks good. Let's talk about Blake, my friend. Poor guy. I just chatted with Ben. We talked about if Blake should be the bachelor. We can come back to that first. You want me to? Add? No, not answer. Wait, wait. Well, wait. First, okay. I want to talk about what it's like to be in Blake's shoes. Because you were there. You were there with Andy, Twice. really. Twice, yes. Yeah. You were. Uh, do you ever read that, the, the subreddit? Reddit.com slash r slash The Bachelor. They refer to the number two person as like F2, which I don't I'm know. familiar with that. F2. Phrasing. Okay. Yeah, so um, you were F2 two times. It's interesting. Um, I... I they're not every F2, if we're just going to go yeah, with that. Let's use the lingo. Let's, yeah, let's keep, let's, let's, let's stay on message. It's um, like use, use the language when you're in the country and yeah. we're in Bachelor Nation. So let's go. F2. No, it, it, it's watching it. Blake clearly really liked Becca. Clearly. Um, I'm heartbroken for him. He, uh, 
I don't think every F2 has the same experience. Sure. Um, I think it's safe to say that Peter last year with Rachel, it was debatable like how invested he was in that relationship. Um, I think he was invested. I just don't think he was I, like listen, I think he really, ready for engagement. I think he really cared. Yeah. Uh, but I think Blake was just all in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think even some some people are different where they just, they they have real feelings. I think everyone who's like number two has real feelings. But I think sometimes those number twos, some of them are better at just being like, well, hey, there's two of us. Yeah. So they're just realistic about it. Some people just let him, let themselves go and just are all in. Right. And that's Blake. And it seemed like Blake had gotten early indications from Becca that he was the one. Yeah, that's Blake. That was, it, watching it, it reminds me a lot of my time on Andy's season. In what way? Um, you know, even just, if, if Blake's very popular, but if you, if, if he's getting any criticism because the criticism seems to be he takes himself too seriously and he's too serious mm. and he's just, he's too like intense you're you're obviously seeing that side. I I don't know Blake, but I'm assume, I'm assuming he has other layers than just this side that we're seeing. But he's clearly just all in, and he has. I mean, he just doesn't see anything else other than a future with Becca. And I, I mean, when I was on Andy's season, I, it was very similar. I was I just at one point decided, screw it, I'm I'm gonna go for it. Yeah, and. He had obviously had never done this before, you know, and that was my first time doing it. And you just, you, you just don't know how to comprehend anything. Um, you know, when he was crying so much at the end, it, it reminded me of a moment on, on my time. This wasn't on camera, but, you know, I was just kind of, obviously Andy came to me and kind of get, did me the courtesy of not letting me give a proposal speech, yes. which was nice of her. But um, did you go up to like the dais? You did not, right? No, it was at, Andy was at the door when I thought Neil Lane right. would be at the door. Right. Um, that I think is the nice thing that to was, do. It was, yeah, I, I do appreciate Andy doing that. Um, and I was just at first shocked. I didn't know what, I mean, you know, if you watch it back, I think mo- my look on my face is just kind of, I have like this blank look mm-hmm. on my fa- face. I, I think I had some tears in the car. But, you know, you don't see this, uh, but when the, uh, at the time, the head executive, who obviously had to see through the engagement, when the whole show was done, she came to check on me, and we were really close, and she was kind of like, you know, she's like the mom, she was like the mom Cassie? Of, no, uh, her name's Alicia. Got no it. longer with the show. Um, and she came over to check on me, and like, like a mom would, just kind of gave me a hug, and in that moment, I just broke down. Aww. Just like blubbering, like, you know, what you would, like, I mean, someone gives you a hug, and you just like, at first, you're just, you're holding it in, you're just, you're angry, or you don't know how to process it, and I just remember, I'll never forget, she just kind of gave me a hug, and I just started blubbering. And you kind of saw a little bit of that, of Blake Yeah, Blake on was camera. devastated. Um, I would say one of the one of the most and I really, upset yeah. exit exits of the season. They really, I really related to Blake when he saw that. And I, I I'll say this because I actually I messaged Blake a couple weeks ago. Did he respond? Um, he did. Do you like your boxing video? My what? Your boxing video. No response on that one. The boxing video. Yeah, boxing in your backyard. Oh, no, no, it was this more. I, I, um, What'd you say? I kind of obviously knew what the ending was going to be at that point, point. Um, and I said, "Hey, listen, I think you're doing a great job. You know, um, you're handling yourself really well. Let me know if you have any questions." Um, and you could just tell, even from a message, that he was still processing it, and it was hard for like the first time. It was. It was, and I said to him. You know, it's interesting because I, I don't doubt that Jason had real feelings for Becca in some way. And, you know, when Colton, you know, obviously I think Colton had real feelings for Tia. And no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, I think Zing. I, I think Colton obviously like really liked Tia. And I think all the guys at some ways, but the, the level of interest from from 
Blake and Garrett to Becca is very different. Yeah. And so very few people, no one else, on, the, unfortunate for Blake, all the guys you see, you're seeing out, they're going out. You're seeing Jason and Colton like doing a little America tour, having fun. No one on the show can relate to Blake. Right. Very few people can. I, I couldn't relate to Blake. Um, very few. It, it's just, he was, he, this, were, this really hurt him. Yeah. You know? And it, he didn't really know who to talk to. All the I other guys. It's, yeah. It's, I feel for Blake because it's. I don't think there's since, I don't think since your Andy, since Andy's season, has there been an F2 who had the same level of feeling that you and Blake did? I yeah, think. Yeah. I, I don't know. Cause I'm, I don't think Robbie was there. Peter, it was funny. Cause I, first time I met Robbie was at the finale. Cause I was there to promote paradise at right. the time. And it seemed like Robbie was really, you know, watching the show. And so uh, a bunch of us from Paradise went out and Robbie tagged along. And Robbie was just like, hey guys. And he seemed like a nice enough guy. But he's like, I got I got bottles at this other, this is like the, his finale night. And I'm just remembering my time thinking like, that's not what I would have been yeah, doing. Yeah, like, you were, I mean, you were so he was like getting bottles. over it. Um, but yeah, so. It's yeah, so like, I don't think Robbie was there. I don't, I mean, Peter obviously wasn't. Peter wasn't. And then um, who was before well, then that was me and Caitlin Susan. Yeah, and with Caitlin, it was different just because I had done it before. Yeah. And I think my relationship with Caitlin leading up to th things, when when she ended it and went with Sean, I think it was just, for me, it was just very apples and oranges, but it was, I, I, it was easier for me to let that go. Yeah. Not because I necessarily liked Andy more than Caitlin. It was just, it was like, all right, you know what? Fine. You, you know, also came into it differently. You joined the came show. Came into it differently. I, I knew Caitlin before. So that was, it was just, not that it was any easier. It was harder a different way, but just, I, I at least like knew. like the gut punch probably. Well, that, and uh, listen, as much as I had probably more reasons to feel confident about Caitlin than Andy, but the one thing I had on Caitlin's season that I didn't have on Andy is the whole time as confident as I was on, on Caitlin's season, I knew that, I knew like, because on Andy's season it was like, I don't, I can't comprehend knowing what we shared, how she could feel yeah. the way. And you hear that from Blake. It's like, he knows it's possible, but he can't comprehend it. Right. And so when I was on Caitlin's season, I literally could comprehend it. I was like, I, I, I know when this goes. I know this can happen. So I know like, the darkest timeline. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that was just easy for me to accept. And right. I, I, it just, it took, I just didn't know how to process it on Andy's season. So I really feel for Blake. I can definitely... Uh, tell, can tell what he's going through and I feel because very few people unfortunately can um, what did he say in his message to you I mean just nothing it was just he's just I was you know nothing <laughs> okay I don't want to um, like he didn't really say much it was just more like you could tell he was still processing right you know it was it was a sincere where other ones it was like yeah yeah you know you know, but, you know you talk to other guys and I don't think they really are still processing right it, they're it, like kind of they've moved on they've moved on where does Blake go immediately after that like when he's in the car where do they take him to like, is it like mm. a nice hotel? Just Do they have like a bottle of vodka When he's done like him? off camera? Yeah. Like, like, like you, the first thing you do is you see the um, psychologist. Really? Yeah. Take you straight to the psychologist. That I is mean, within an hour. How fascinating. Yeah. Do the psychologists, but they can't prescribe you anything. That's too bad. So they can't like, give you a Xanax if you need it. I mean, they, he shouldn't need it. Well, but. I might. I, if I was dumped on national television like that, I would definitely need some kind of sedative. I think there's obviously legally doing it to check in. Yeah, of course. Of yeah. course. I mean, yeah. it is, you're put through a lot. I just, you know, I, I was just discussing with Ben and I have some really, I have a really strong feeling on if it's appropriate or not for Becca to allow Blake to give that speech. And I want to know what you think. But first, yeah, let's talk about today's sponsor, yeah, Mrs. Jones it. Baking Co. Great. This episode is sponsored by Miss Jones Baking Company. They are proud to present the first ever microwavable cookies, cakes, and brownies in a cup. 
Just add water and you have a hot, delicious dessert in 30 to 40 seconds. It's perfectly portion controlled at 150 to 250 calories. And are you feeling creative? Microwave their award-winning brownie in a cup and zap. In less than a minute, you have a warm, gooey brownie ready to top with ice cream and hot fudge. You have to provide those yourself, though. Or you could choose a confetti pop cake and top with fresh berries and mint for a refreshing, fresh-baked treat. Miss Jones uses organic, non-GMO ingredients in all their products without any artificial colors or flavors. Miss Jones Baking Company baking mixes, frostings, and microwavable desserts are all developed in their hometown San Francisco using clean and honest ingredients. The results taste just like homemade because you deserve it. And so do I. And that is why I've been having these desserts. I'm particularly partial to the brownies. They're delicious and they would be really good with vanilla ice cream. All I have to do is get that ice cream. But it's so easy when I come home after a long day at work and I'm feeling lazy, but I still need to have dessert because it's my favorite part of the day. I just turned to the Miss Jones Baking Company and I have not been disappointed. So if you want to have this experience yourself and you're ready to taste the magic, you can find them in the baking aisle at your local Whole Foods or use code BACHELOR at MissJones.co to treat yourself to two free desserts in a cup with any online purchase. Again, that's MissJones.co and use code BACHELOR. All right, now back to the show. All right, Nick. You, you have been through both ways. So should... Should the number, should the F2 be allowed to give this, the long-winded speech? And I would say Blake's was far better than Garrett's. Far, far better. I also just like, in my head, I've built Garrett up to be a true villain. I don't even know the guy. Yeah, I, objectively, I think they were both pun. They're fine. They were the same. Um, you always yeah, use I think the just, objectively against me. You're always do like, I? I'm obje- sorry. No, it's I, okay. I think you just like, yeah. I, but I appreciate your honesty. I think you just like Blake better. Way more. Um that's a two part. It's a hard answer to that question. On a personal level, I'll always appreciate Andy not letting me do that mm-hmm. because, um, listen, I, I, having gone through this show too much, uh, I'm comfortable with myself and my life, my life choices, not to get too deep, but like there are some like insecurities I have as a result of doing the show, and that my insecurities are more about perceptions of other people. Uh-huh. The fact that I've asked multiple fathers for their daughter's hand and permission. The f- you know, this, you know, like, I, I don't like it. Like the Ross Geller, you know, kind of. Sure. It's like, oh. Pivot. So, yeah, pivot. Did you like that? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and so on a personal level, like Andy, you know, did that for me in a sense that I, I didn't propose to Andy. I, that, I didn't give a speech to her of right. any kind. Um, so on a personal level, I appreciate that. I don't and when Caitlin allowed me to do that, it really hurt at the time. I was really upset with her at the time because I thought, if nothing else, that we had a, an understanding about each other and what I was risking uh, going in. And obviously it wasn't, you know, Caitlin was obviously aggressive, aggressively encouraged to um, have me do what I did right. and have her do what she did. Um, but the reality is, is that, and I think I've mentioned this before, that Caitlin allowed me to have at that point my best moment on TV. Sure, and that's what Ben said too. As 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 hard Blake Blake, for me even like I when I watched this episode, I absolutely got teared up one hundred percent. It like sad. brought me back. It it's like and and Blake. And I, I would say it was kind of devoid of feeling until that moment. It was it was. I was and his family was like kind of interesting, but none of the dates were particularly sexy. Very whatever final. Yeah, very whatever. I, I the fa- like the dates were good, but like generic, like beautiful place. Her family was kind of interesting because they just sort of seemed like we don't know what to make of this. 
but it was a pretty sure. boring finale. And then Blake really brought the emotion but at the very end. Is a is the two time runner up guy, <laughs> two time um, F two, and who who thinks me personally that like still how I handled Caitlyn breaking up with me was probably in terms of what a what a, what I'm most proud of or one of maybe top five of things I'm most proud of in that show. Blake killed it. Yeah. I thought he handled himself awesome. I really felt for him. He was emotionally there. He was just honest and real and raw. And I I just, it was his best moment by like a mile. And he'll like, if it weren't, if Becca would have woke up that morning and broke up with him, it wouldn't have been the same. And I, so it's kind of a price you pay, you know. I, I part, definitely don't. Part of the devil's bargain. I going don't on the fault show. Becca. I will say that much. She obviously was encouraged. She allowed Garrett to do that. It, it's going to scar Garrett. I mean Blake a little bit, but he'll be better for it. And maybe this is a nice segue. I think he has to be the bachelor. I don't see it. I'm not into it. I like. You don't him. see what compared I, to what? Like, eh, I just I don't know. I'm not excited about Blake as a bachelor. I just who, think who excites you? I'm more into Colton as the bachelor. I think, <sighs> Liz, I think I get it. I get it, but I You you know Colton a little bit, right? Yeah, madam, he's a he's a really nice guy. I like him. I just think that Colton seems more emotionally ready for it. Really? Yes. I think that Blake is probably no offense to Colton, who I hope to meet one day. I think Blake is probably like more genuine and more earnest, but I think like Colton like wants it and is more ready for like the emotional roller coaster of being on a reality show, from what I can tell. Blake seems I, I, like really I don't vulnerable. argue that Colton might be better TV. Yes. I mean, I, Colton would definitely be better TV. Yes, I exactly. still think I still think Blake might be the better Bachelor. I think they just need... I need the. I think they need the earnest. I think they really need... Um, Maybe after Ari. That was such a... Nut. I know. I, I just think... I think Blake would be the perfect Bachelor after Ari. Um, I, I don't know. I, you're going to have people rooting for him. I'll say that much. I guess so, but we came into the season rooting for Becca, and I just feel like everyone, like, the season was so boring. What a snooze. And Becca went through the most awful heartbreak. Like, and not just heartbreak. She, like, was a galvanizing TV figure, and people lost interest really quickly. I think that's partially because The Bachelorette is just, like, inherently more flawed that's than The, the Bachelor. That's the show, yeah. I mean, you're just so limited as the lead on what you can do or what they air. You know, the conversations, again, and I didn't really, you know, going into my season, I was like, I want to talk about this, and I want to, like, have these really interesting conversations, and I want to do things a little bit differently. And I tried to do it, and in a lot of cases, we had these conversations, but you're kind of limited into you know, what the women want to talk about mm -hmm. or what they're capable of talking about. And then obviously I, I didn't realize this and I probably should have is that so much of being the bachelor, the bachelorette is getting to know the men or the women. So like, you know, and in theory me, or now, you know, Blake's story, you know, Blake's story. Go, if he's the bachelor, you will know his story. And that like, he had his, you know, his main story would be the heartbreak from Becca. But we already know that, like, yeah. he's been heartbroken before. And we know that, like, he's had this, his mom and these, you know, all these little nuggets. And maybe we'll learn a little bit more, but it won't be about learning about Blake. It'll be learning about all the women who right. are vying for Blake's attention. And, and honestly, so, but like with Blake, he brings so much life experience. I, I was in my head, like, he, he brings so much baggage. That's a, that's a really unfair way of putting it. And not true, but like, he brings so much more emotionally difficult experience than most people in their lives, let alone on The Bachelor. And like, I don't have confidence that the show will be able to handle that and like do, do it justice. Uh, I mean. I mean, a school shooting's intense. Do you recover from that? I guess, but I think they should just. Not cover it. Yeah, not cover it. Because I it's not, not really part of his love story. I mean, I, I can't, I, I, I don't know what it's like. I can't comprehend sure. her. Of course. I have no not, idea. Not, neither can I. Um, I also think the whole story with his parents is pretty. Um, 
destabilizing as well. I don't know. There's just like a lot to Blake. Great. He's like, got layers. Let's go for it. I, I like layers. I just, I guess I love, I love being a part of Bachelor Nation. I enjoy the dialogue and like the kind of phenomenon of the show, but I've lost confidence in the ability to handle weighty topics. It's not been going great the that's last That's not necessarily years. what the show's for. I, and that's, I agree. And that's fine. But, and I prefer it didn't, but that's why I'd rather not have But why played. does it have to be that? Can't it be, indulge me, do you really want an entire season of corny virgin jokes versus, you know, this this Blake guy who just wants to find love and and let's see if he can find it. You know, who's earnestly interested in finding love. And if he is one of the few lucky bachelors, and by one of the few, I mean like there's, what, three? Jason, but he didn't uh, even pick Molly. Ari. Sean, Ari. To like meet a girl and, and be with I, I, As someone who's knows it's like to be the runner up and know that and, and watching honestly like I watched the finale and I was really connected with Blake and I really That's what felt, Ben said too he really, really feels for him oh my god like it I definitely I don't want to say I cried watching it but like <laughs> but I cried watching but it like I was like by myself being like fuck like wow you know and I just and 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 this is someone for me I'm pretty cynical about the show in terms of it's like okay yeah 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 but like it really that was a moment that I just think is it's far, hard to find and uh, I mean, I think Blake, I think Colton would be great TV. He's obviously, but I, I just don't want a whole season of corny virgin jokes. I, I see that. I see that. One thing about Blake that also, I think, just kind of like disarmed me as the viewer this this episode is uh, his hair was really different, like because of swimming and like the humidity. And like, he just like looked physically a little bit more disheveled than Garrett did in, in those conditions. And like people typically get really sweaty at the end because they're like wearing a suit and they're in the sun and it's hot. It's I often think, humid because it's tropical. But I just will say like, I feel like Blake was presented in a way to like amp up all the sympathy possible. Uh, Well, sure, man. I, I don't know. But they obviously knew what they had in his end. Um, I think also Blake is just, and again, why he reminded me of me is like you clearly he's, Blake's an overthinker. I'm an overthinker. He was like, if you're an overthinker in that world, it's all you, all you have to do is think. think. I know. And like, I wish I was of, of a simpler mind when I was in that show because like, I wish I just didn't have the capacity to think so much because you have, all you have is that time. And, the, and then Blake just looks like he's been doing nothing but thinking. And I think that's why he looks more disheveled. Poor uh, guy. What about Jason? Um, I feel Jason's campaigning too hard. Like I would agree. Like uh, he's like on a publicity tour trying to get it. But compared to what? Um, they I all just, have. I mean, will Chris, he be authentic far, though? Chris was like retweeting every. Chris Randone. Chris Souls. Oh, Chris Souls. It was like he was a terrible bachelor. Farmer, farmer needs a. I mean, he. I honestly. The only thing I can remember is Jade showing him her Playboy photos from that yeah. season. I guess in Kelsey also being crazy. The only difference between Jason and any other person is like maybe he just hasn't been like it's his tact. He's not doing a good job. I mean, yeah, he's just being really transparent with it. Um, he, I, I would of everyone from this cast other than Blake, I would most want to hang out with Jason. Seems like the J most fun time. Jason seems. I, I met him for like at two seconds. Um, Where doesn't matter. Maxim one hundred. Yeah. There was a lot of people at that. Yeah. I saw pics. Um, I, uh, yeah. Can you tell me where? Wow. I'm no, it was there. It was there. But it was like, yeah. he, you know, he was, uh, he, it was late at the night and I don't, I didn't, I didn't get an accurate read on him. Ooh, la, la. I was fine. Cool. Um, I know you don't, you're not a huge drinker. No. I um, wish you drank more actually. Sorry. I think you'd be fine. You, your voice just changed. You're uncomfortable with this topic. No, it's fine. I, 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 I indulge in other. Um, you box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> I, I, I think I was really intrigued by Jason's family. I love yeah. Jason's family. They were awesome. They were the best family we've I met Jason in the show would be in a while. The most progressive. Um, 100%. I, I think Jason would have. The, my only concern for Blake, it's just like it's old school bachelor playbook. Heartbreak. Sob stories, yeah. Small town guy, just aw shucks. Yeah, you know? I'm with you. Um, I'm with you, man. It's it's interesting. The Blake, uh, it, you and Ben have convinced me that maybe Becca did not commit a mortal sin by allowing him to give the speech. She did not. I mean, I think it's a lesson to be learned. But like, is is like we shall maybe just. I mean, I pick on Ari, but like we even with Ari, it's just a really crappy position to be in. Um, you know, I, I like the only thing for me, like on my season, I, I was crushed obviously twice. And so on my season, I tried to so carefully think about what I said and more importantly, didn't say, or what I did and didn't do with yeah, specifically Raven and, right. and Rachel, because in my deep down, it was kind of always Vanessa, even though like I challenged myself and I definitely had strong connections with those both. And it was like, there, you know, as the, as the lead, you you really try to stop yourself from making that decision, but you kind of know deep down. And right. I just didn't want, I when I broke up with them, I wanted, because there were moments for me, and I'm sure Blake has these moments where you're just like, but but this happened and she said this. And you know, those, when, but how could, you know, I don't, you know, like how I could know. they have, how could, but if, if this happened, I just, you have a hard time processing those moments. And it was really important for me that when it was all said and done that, like for example, Raven would be like, "Yeah, okay, I got it." You know, like you know what I'm saying. Like <laughs> yeah. that didn't happen. You yeah. know, so yeah. but I had the benefit of being dumped been twice, down that road. and yeah. I was just like, I didn't want to do that. Yeah. I was really, it was really hard for me to do, and I didn't want to put someone through that. Well, Nick, thank you so much for coming in today and for your expertise and your life experience. I'll be looking for you boxing on at <laughs> Nick. At, what's your uh, Instagram handle? Just my first and last name. At Nick, Nick Vial, Vial on Instagram. Check them out. Bad Chiller. And check out the Bad Chiller recaps. What will be happening? Are you doing them for Paradise? Um, a lot harder to keep up. Hard to keep up. We're definitely going to do something. Honestly, we're trying to keep the lights on. So nice. we're, um, we did the first season for free. Uh, if we can get some sponsors, to wow. be perfectly candid, nice. Uh, um, we'll, we'll, uh, you'll see us at some point on the beach. Okay. Thanks, Nick. Talk to you soon. Thanks for having us. Me. Great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. One last great loser. Let's get Rachel Lindsay on the phone. Hey, Rachel. What's up? Hi, Juliet. What's going on? I recently saw you wearing a jersey that said Big Rach on it, and in my head, I just exclusively think of you as Big Rach now. <laughs> I mean, they've been calling me that since high school. I go by both. I love it. I'm just uh, going forward. I'll just be calling you Big Rach. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. My close friends do. All right, good. <laughs> um, Big Rach, what'd you think of this finale? Oh my gosh. I, okay. Can I just be honest with you? Please, always. I, I wasn't expecting the reaction that I had. I had a range of emotions watching the finale. Really? What I were they? I was, so happy for her. Oh. But then I got pissed off at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Becca, how could you? No, not at Becca at the show. Oh, for what? I Okay, this is I I'm like speaking this out loud for the first time. So this is this is weird. So so bear with me as I try to find the right word. Okay, take your time. I really had like woke up today and I was like, Becca is picking, you know, like her guy in front of everybody, right? She's done a month before, but this is the day everybody finds out. And I know how that goes. 
I was hoping that they would not rob her of her happy ending mm. because I felt that that was done to me and Brian. Interesting. And in watching her, I thought, wow, they really showed it in a really nice way. And I'm happy for her because you can really see the love that she has for Garrett. And in the same moment that I was happy for her, I got pissed off because I'm like, why couldn't they show (laughs) our finale the same way? (laughs) There was so much drama wrapped around. My finale became more about the goodbye than the proposal. Right. Totally. I feel like it brought back all of those emotions of how I felt we were robbed. And you never saw me talk about how excited I was to accept a proposal for Brian. You never saw Brian talk about it. You just saw my eyelashes on the ground (laughs) and then, (laughs) and then a proposal, which set it up like Brian was like my second choice when Yet that was not the case. And so as happy as I am for Becca, at the same time, I found myself like really sad that it didn't go the same way for me. It's not about me. It's not about me, but it just like kind of triggered that same emotion. I think it also just shows or like that reaction just indicates like it's real. Like she's, you were living this real thing and she's living this real thing and it can be manipulated in certain ways. And I'm actually kind of curious, like going into the proposal, for you and they're like, and like for Becca, like how much are you aware of how it's going to be shown? Do you have any sense of like what the narrative is going to be? Like, obviously you didn't know it'd be so Peter heavy. I'm sure you would have thrown your body in front of that if you did, but like, does she, (laughs) does she have any sense of, of like what, what Blake is thinking or like, how much does she know about what's going on outside of her own head? She knows nothing. I mean, all she knows is how she feels and what she's going to do. Mm -hmm. So she will be watching for the first time Blake's reaction and how confident he was going in and how heartbroken he was when it was over with. She will have no idea. Right. That's like, that's so tough because it just puts you in a position to be either, you know, making one person so happy, one person like so miserable. I know that sounds simplistic, but... I can't imagine she wanted to do it that way. There's a, there's always been a rumor that I think was started by Reality Steve that, <laughs> and it might be true, that um, they're like more flexible on letting the Bachelorettes preventing fr- one of them from, from proposing, but they won't let the Bachelor do that. So like she could have stopped um, Blake if she wanted to. But I don't, I, I just, you know, I just, I just spoke with both Ben and Nick and they both kind of, they both, I, I didn't change my mind, but they made the case for they actually kind of did him a favor by showing him the humanity. It's just a typical guy thing to say. They like, she allowed him to have a moment that kind of would lead to him either being the bachelor or showing his humanity and like really getting to see him in like his purest form, which I kind of get. But like, if I were in that position, I would just be so hurt. I'd be like, you say you care about me and yet you let me give you this speech. Like I've spent most of the podcast talking about the moment, but that's just because I I find it to be so upsetting that Becca came (laughs) off of the Ari season and allowed that to happen. I honestly, I'm shocked by it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's okay. I'm like you, which is why I was very emphatic about that. I was not going to have two people standing up at the end. Mm Mm-hmm. I said it from the beginning and I said it at the end, which backfired on me because then there's no drama the day of. So the drama became all about the goodbye. Interesting. Which it doesn't matter when you send your second person home. It's always extremely emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get that. I'm the same way. Like I wouldn't want 
to do that to someone, have them propose knowing I was sending them home. But at the same time, I think that I understand what Nick and Ben are saying just because it's such a short amount of time, like it's 10 weeks. And so like you, you have all these emotions when it's happening, but when you watch it back or when you think about it, it was only 10 weeks. Right. So it's like as quickly as you fell into it, you kind of fall out of it the same way. <laughs> that is true that it does become about the goodbye if you don't let two people do it. Cause like then they have yeah. to fill the time. Cause that's so true. Like when you think about Des or when you think about Allie, when you think about Andy, like all of those, the actual proposal are, is so secondary to all of the drama leading up to one person not getting to say goodbye. That is a good point. I, I didn't really think about it that yeah. way. It's like a way to like wield narrative that, control. Yeah. Right. Had I known that, I would not have done it. Um, I did like I was talking to Heather Debro, hmm. and she told me that she wishes that I would have just had them both come at the end, and then people could have seen that I really was like no, yeah, as opposed to the way that you saw it. Right. And it's like you know, in hindsight, I just kind of was like, I don't want you to propose if I know it's not you. I thought I'm doing you a favor, right? You know what I mean? And it didn't come out that way. Yeah, but I mean, it is what it is. But anyways, yeah, it's sort of all those questions. watching it um it's pretty like interesting to also think about how she changed her mind it seems like at the very last second like what what is that like when you realize oh i've been i've been focusing on one person i don't even know this happened to you like it maybe didn't have but it it seems no it did actually yeah like she had the realization that she'd been focusing on the wrong person for most of her time on the show like when that happens like what do you do to rectify it and like how do you make your actual intentions known not only to the guy but also to the producer because like Obviously, Blake, I think, took it so hard because she gave him reason to believe it was him, which I'm not, I don't fault her for at all. Like, you, you you know, you feel how you feel, and I'm sure it's confusing. But, like, so then what do you do to, like, have Garrett know that actually it's him? So, like, he buys into the whole system, and I'm sure you have to, like, drop crumbs to keep keep them interested in some way. Well, it's, I understood a little bit what she was saying about it's, there's something about that first date you have with someone because you don't really have great expectations. And then that first date goes so well that it gives you hope in the entire process. So she had Blake, I had Peter. So there were times in the beginning that I thought, oh my God, it could be Peter. I realized it was Brian quicker than she realized it was Garrett. Mm-hmm. But, um, there are things that you do and you heard Blake actually say it. I don't know if you caught that. He said before he got dumped, he said there are little things that she's done along the way to let me know how she feels. Right. That's what a lead will do. That is true. A lead will drop little hints to someone that they're favoring to let them know that I'm still thinking about you, even though I'm going on these other days, whether it's more quiet time, whether you get like a private, like intimate moment or you give them a little gift. That's what the lead will do. Interesting. Like what kind of gift? So like, I remember like with, with Brian, it can be something like memorable along the way. Like with Brian, um, we would have like more private time together. Mm. Um, like they never showed it, but it was filmed where we would, it's like, Oh, I didn't get to see him that much this week. I'm going to have more private time with him. Oh, interesting. Um, I think I did that with, with Peter too and um, Eric. Interesting. Like my top three. Interesting. Not to be too racy, but do you think there's more sex that happens on this show than people realize? I actually think there's less sex. God, that sounds so boring. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I think that like, 
I think that people think a lot goes down in the fantasy suite, but it doesn't. I think you must be I think people, so you get their tired. Best sleep yeah. in a fantasy suite. Yeah, because yeah, you, you get your best sleep. You're so tired. You're probably so tired, and you're just like so relieved to not be around cameras or other people that you just want to like bask in it and like you can't even stay awake. Yeah. yeah. I could totally see that being yeah. the case. Um, hot topic that we've been discussing on this pod should Blake be the bachelor? Um, okay. I was, I want Blake to win. Me too. There's no secret about this. And then I was like, if he doesn't win, I want him to be the bachelor. I don't know if I feel that way after watching this. We're so on the same page, you and I, because like the dudes just were like, no, it's got to be him. But uh, I uh-huh. totally agree. I, I just don't know if he has like the right temperament for it. And I really like him. Like, I, uh-huh. I feel like if you met him in the wild, he'd be like a great guy. Super cute, obviously. But I just, I just, uh-huh. I'm not like excited to watch him on TV, which I think is like bodes well for him as a human. <laughs> Do you know what I think it is? I think there's a reason why, because I feel like JoJo was the first time they really picked the second person to be the lead. I feel like there's a reason you don't pick the number two. It's how, I mean, I kind of felt this way about Becca being the lead. How do you wrap your mind around like closing that door when you were so head over heels, ready to spend the rest of your life with this person and pull yourself out of that to be open and trust 30 random strangers? Yeah, I was with, I was the same way with Becca. Like I was like, there's no way she's ready for this. It's too soon. If what we saw with Ari was real, then it's too soon. Yeah, yeah. Like, psychologically, I just don't think you can do it. So that's the only reason I say Jason. Jason, yeah. I'm not, like, thrilled to watch either one, to be honest, but... Jason, I feel like it's potential that they'll get creative. Like when Nick was the bachelor, he came out of paradise. I I think that there's no consensus. And so I wouldn't be surprised if it's like someone we're not expecting. I I don't know though. I would be, maybe it's Peter. I would, maybe it's Peter. I think ABC hates him too much, but I would love Peter actually. I I think it would be good. (laughs) I mean, who knows? But I, the reason I think they're going to pick someone from her season is because they haven't done it in two bachelor seasons in a row that's true it hasn't come so they got to keep the pipeline it's alive time. yeah it's time to pick someone because they do it for the women they have to do it for the men. I, I would definitely choose jason over blake that's a good point great great point rach that's big rage. that's why you're a lawyer always making the good points and i by the way <laughs> i have noticed that you are you are out here reminding everyone that you're still working and i like it <laughs> tell everyone thank you <laughs> i have to because people get on to me so much about not practicing law and I'm like you guys I can't post myself in a deposition or a mediation or in a courtroom you know like that's not social media worthy I know it's fine we talk or legal because we talked yeah exactly <laughs> we talked about it when you came on when you were in LA a few weeks ago and ever since I've like I've noticed that it's like a talking point but I I like it women <laughs> I support women in the workplace so I, I like thank it a lot you, <laughs> you got thank it thank you very much you got it um Rachel thank you so much for doing this on short notice I hit you up recently when I watched the episode I was like I gotta know what she thinks about this um oh for you of course thanks for having me (laughs) of course hope you're doing great and hope to see you soon thank you same here bye bye Thanks to all of my guests today, Ben Higgins, Nick Bial, and Rachel Lindsay. Three of the best out. So happy to have them on the podcast. Congrats to Becca. Congrats to Garrett, even though you're not my favorite. Blake, I hope the best for you. 
Maybe you'll show up on The Bachelor. Who knows? In the meantime, I'll be back on Thursday to talk about After the Final Rose and the first episode of Paradise. I'm fired up for that. I hope you are too. In the meantime, thanks to today's sponsor, Miss Jones Baking Company. Miss Jones Baking Company is proud to present the world's first line of microwavable organic desserts in a cup. Just add water and microwave for 30 seconds to get a fresh baked cake that's less than 200 calories. Or try their award-winning fudgy brownie in a cup. That's what I like. Make a warm brownie sundae in less than a minute. If you're ready to taste the magic, use code BACHELOR at missjones.co to get two free desserts in a cup with any online purchase. Talk to you soon.